in Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here, on another terrific Tuesday for Torch Report 515, Liberty, Responsibility, and an Endless Source of Optimism. Friends, today we will be setting the stage for the year ahead, uh, taking into account many competing factors. It is here. Dun, dun, dun. It's 2024. Uh, This is the first uh, podcast of the year, first torch report of the year. Thank you for your patience and grace the last couple of weeks, uh, doing some of the best of recap and all that jazz. Now we're going to turn our attention to what's ahead. And 2024, you know, pundits of every stripe and color are offering their predictions for what lies ahead. I'm going to kind of sidestep the predictions today. You know, for the most part, none of it looks good, right? Economic collapse. Another pandemic, nuclear war, healthy people falling over dead, draconian environmental regulations threatening our food supply, destroying our quality of life, the woke mental worm driving more and more people toward utter insanity, and of course, the impending hung election and civil war. All of this and more is on the table right now. Political corruption abounds. Accountability seems to be obsolete, and society is clearly in a very steep decline. And one might wonder, in light of all of the above, what hope is there for anything good coming out of the year ahead? You know, many people seem resolved almost to just kind of sit back and watch it all fall apart. You know, it's just going to happen. People feel entirely helpless to stop this onslaught of insanity. Other people seem fired up about it. People seem motivated to step up, speak out, fight back. People are trying desperately to make something happen, anything happen that might stop or at least slow down this descent into madness. And it's within this context that I've been reflecting a lot here the last couple of weeks on the best path forward at the personal level, at the community level, at the state level, at the national level. You know, I realize very well that the voice of one deplorable peasant is not likely to change a damn thing, though I've wondered what more I could do. You know, if anything, what more can I do to be part of the solution? I've wondered what could be done in the local area and how that impact might be spread to the regional and state level impact. You know, collaborations and coalitions seem promising. You know, Uh, I've made a great effort over the last two years to emphasize how the chaos that has engulfed society is being intentionally orchestrated to emphasize how the bitter political bickering has been intentionally sown. Much of the discussion has focused, you know, on the impact of sophisticated propaganda and psychological warfare and fifth generation warfare and military grade memes and all of this. Uh, These things are actively transforming human consciousness, turning people against each other. And most of the public still remains ignorant to these factors. We've discussed all of this. We've discussed solutions to all this. We're going to continue to do that throughout the year. But today, today... I want to set the stage to present an optimistic perspective for the year ahead. Uh, Without being Pollyannish, I do believe that it is critical that we each, at the individual level, strive to maintain an accurate perspective of what is 
and of course, an accurate perspective of what might lie ahead. And then to do so, we, we have to kind of grapple with two competing truths. First, uh, in all actuality, every indication is that powerful forces are in fact working to facilitate a hung election, a civil war, and the total destruction of the United States as we know it. That's just the facts, Jack. The harshness of this reality demands that we assess these cumulative threats and, and mitigate them to the best of our ability through personal preparedness. And most importantly, uh, that we help others in our community do the same. There is something being orchestrated here. We do need to prepare for that. But simultaneously, the second truth that we must always keep in mind is uh, it, it, it's absolutely imperative that we do not accept any of this as inevitable. We can never accept that it is inevitable. Such threats are, are merely future predictions. They're projections of negative potential that may or may not come true. This truth is the counterweight to doom and gloom. And in ways that are both simple and complex, this undeniable fact uh, that it, it's, not, it's not guaranteed, it's not inevitable, this undeniable fact provides us with a bounty of benefits, as we'll get into here a little bit today. Uh, first, I think it's really important that we understand the orchestrated chaos and the never-ending threats against our future, the source of all these doom and gloom emotions that are, are rampant right now in society, right? Now, maybe you feel it, maybe you don't, but it's out there. Uh, but this doom and gloom, this emotional state is being used, these threats against our future, this orchestrated chaos is being used specifically to elevate discouragement and hopelessness. That is, these techniques are uh, techniques of psychological warfare. They are intended to suppress the will and the desire to resist. And also, and resist we must! <laughs> uh, but also, the, the doom and gloom emotions, they have a very distinct way of impacting how we relate to the world, how we live our lives on a daily basis, and, and perhaps most critically, uh, the doom and gloom really impacts how we plan for the future. You know, when, when relentless propaganda makes the end seem inevitable, what purpose is there in planning ahead, right? I mean, what will the world look like in a year from now? I don't know. You know, how about two or three years from now? I can't imagine. Can you imagine the world in the year 2030? Maybe we should rephrase that. Can you imagine your world in one year from now? Can you imagine your world in three years from now or at the end of the decade? My guess is, you know, these are the questions I've been grappling with myself personally here the last couple of weeks, uh, kind of end of the year reflections. And, and as, I, as I thought about it, my guess is that since the pandemic, the whole world got turned upside down. And thanks to the continuous political corruption and ongoing chaos that has plagued society since then, the last three years, I think there is a much smaller number of people right now who are, are kind of living out on uh, long-term strategies, the deploying long-term strategies, really thinking ahead. It's hard to see past a hung election in a civil war. And if my hunch is correct here, I think it would be wise to realize this is all by design. When people can't think beyond the next impending threat, it's, it's all by design. It short circuits long-term planning and strategy, which is necessary to overcome the uh, momentum and inertia of the global cabal. 
So try to imagine this. Fast forward to Election Day 2024. Joe Biden confirms once and for all that he is the most popular president ever elected. Joe Biden wins in a landslide. The booming Biden economy soars to new heights and the plebes are further placated with more bread and circus. MAGA grumbles about the election interference and the fraud. Uh, And they might even protest, but you know, after what happened to the J6 protesters, the show trials and all that, most Americans don't want to risk time in the gulag. They don't want to interrupt their plush American lifestyles. And as a result, Biden's second historic victory goes mostly uncontested. DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, becomes national policy. The green agenda gets forcefully imposed and the United States sovereignty gets abdicated to new international treaties from the UN, the WHO, the World Bank, and all those who are ruling from on high. In in an unexpected black swan event later in the year, uh, you know, an unexpected black swan event briefly drives society into darkness. And when the lights come back on, digital currency and digital IDs are said to be the only solution. Global digital governance is but one step away. Are you following me here in this imaginary scenario? With Biden propped up in the Oval Office, the deep state continues to hammer away on the American psyche to instill the belief that anyone who objects to any of these radical policies uh, that are being rapidly implemented, anyone who objects to this insanity is a violent MAGA extremist. The time to disarm and round up these domestic terrorists will come on the heels of more orchestrated chaos, such as another Fed-led insurrection. But at that point, the vast majority of the public is going to be all in for removing these threats to peace and stability. As such, Agenda 2030 will continue to proceed unabated, and the new world order will quietly step out of the shadows and quickly take center stage. In six short years from now, nothing will be the same. You will own nothing. You will eat bugs, and you will be happy. That Friends, that is the globalist plan. And I know that many of you know that. But I'm, I'm curious what you think the chances are that that will happen. Some people think, no effing way that's not going to happen over my dead body, right? But I contend, friends, I contend that the chances are at least 50-50. And I'm going to tell you why. It's because most Americans are soft. And they don't have the appetite for the sort of suffering and hardship that would be required to rout out the tyrants. Furthermore, the small percentage of those who may think that they're ready for war, who may think that they're ready to water the tree of liberty, they may think they're ready for the wafting stench of death, they are scattered. They are unorganized. And ultimately, they are ill-equipped to battle against the superior forces of the state. Now, here it's important to point out, Joe Biden says, uh, you can't fight an F-16. You know, you're going to need an F-16 to fight the government, right? I want to point out that the superior forces of the state does not only mean military equipment like tanks and fighter jets, okay? But the superior force of the state includes the whole of government ability to track, to monitor, to infiltrate, to interrupt rebel operations using unparalleled state-of-the-art surveillance and predictive AI to thwart any meaningful uprising before it ever starts. They have those 
tools. And alternately, uh, those tools, the same capacity, can and quite likely will be used to create another false flag event in order to justify the slaughter of dissent. Let it sink in. In essence, no matter what any of us might want to believe, the deep state has the tools, the resources, and the experience needed to decisively handle any serious uprising. They've been toppling governments and installing dictators all around the world for decades. And it was only a matter of time before these roosters came home to roost. So let's go ahead and zoom out, shall we? Zoop, let's go way out. Because... That probably does not seem much like a stage upon which to present an optimistic perspective. Luke, what the hell are you talking about? I thought this was going to be optimistic. (laughs) So please forgive me uh, if that felt a little doomy and gloomy. But for optimism to be pragmatic, it must be firmly rooted in reality. So let me ask you, has anything I said been untrue? And if, if so, please let me know in the comments below, you know. Now... If you've been with me for a while, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for joining me on this journey of learning. And welcome to all the new subscribers and the listening audience. But if you've been with me, you may recall us discussing the slow roll of insanity uh, here way back in the beginning of last year, wherein I made the point. The human spirit is under assault. Our minds are being attacked. Our children are being abused. Our culture is being sacrificed on the altar of woke ideologies. Society is sick. The public has been infected with a mimetic virus that is driving mass psychosis and self-destructive behavior that is manifesting at every level of society. And all of this is being driven by the great narrative of the global cabal. In their story, they win. A cultural revolution is inherently messy, but by slow rolling the insanity of it all, they're not going to have to get too dirty in the process. By slow rolling the insanity of it all, they, they, they intend to divide and conquer us all. By slow rolling the insanity, the enemy advances with, with, uh, with, without much notice, right? By slow rolling the roll of insanity... The enemy achieves their, achieves their strategic objectives. By slow rolling insanity, the enemy aims to steamroll the whole of humanity with as little resistance as possible. That means they always keep us on the edge of our seat, but the second that people start to push back, they just retreat a little bit, wait for a second, and then come back for some more. The slow roll of insanity is what is eroding our ability to resist effectively. And friends, I'm here to tell Tell you they are going to succeed in a spectacular fashion with this slow roll of insanity unless we lift our heads up and start thinking in long term strategies. The globalists have been planning the Great Reset for years. They've been meticulously and incrementally advancing their socialist agenda, which is now embedded in Agenda 2030, for over 50 years. They've been working to consolidate power and control and implement a new world order for over 100 years. Now, what are the chances that a few uppity peasants are going to be able to thwart this agenda? Think about it. Now, to the point, even if, even if enough Americans are able to rally to keep the sock puppet from getting reelected, even if 
Donald J. Trump gets back in the White House and starts cleaning house, even if that happens, the deep state and the global cabal are not going to go anywhere. Furthermore, the global cabal and their multinational public-private partnerships and their global network of NGOs are not going to go anywhere. The weaponized AI, the sentinel surveillance, the algorithmic manipulations, they're not going to go anywhere. And reality insists that we recognize these facts and that we deal with them. Otherwise, defeat does become inevitable. If we don't deal with all of this, what we're fighting against, we're going to lose. What we're fighting against here in this long, protracted global war is really the cult of ideas. It's the cult of collective and all of that. And we cannot escape that fact, nor should we try to escape that fact. But instead, I contend that we should embrace that fact. True or false, you can change someone's mind. Oh, but, but I can't, I mean, you can't change a liberal's mind. But of course you can change someone's mind. It's true. Think long term. It is true that over time, ideas will spread through society. We can spread the idea that freedom is the most good for the most people. We can change people's minds. It's true, okay? Also true, if we think long term, is that, you know, Many bad things might happen this year. That's true. So we need to prepare ourselves accordingly. But thinking long term, it is also true that many of these bad, bad things, they might not happen, right? So it would be wise that once you're prepared, you go about living your life in the most fulfilling way possible. And even if, again, thinking long term, even if the worst case scenario does come crashing into our lives. Is it not equally as true that this too shall pass? Once the dust settles, the world will keep turning. The sun will keep burning. Our children will keep growing and older generations will pass. At some point, humanity will reflect back on the early 21st century and extract many lessons. Perhaps the most profound lesson will be that the spirit of liberty is irrepressible, that humans are born to be free, and that freedom is the most good for the most people. And we can be sharing these ideas now. Out of these trying times, wisdom will be gained. The truth is, friends, for as long as we live, evil will be advancing. But equally as true, we can know that so long as we live, so long as there is a breath and heartbeat in me, goodness will abound. Never lose sight of that, of the goodness, of the little things like hugs and laughter, good food, good friends, the gift of living in relative peace and comfort. Do not let them steal your joy. Do not let them steal your dreams for the future. Do not let them steal your resolve to resist or your determination to live according to your own terms. You were born free and in the purest sense, they can never take that away. With freedom comes liberty, responsibility, and an endless source of optimism, friends. When properly embodied, this is how we rebuild the American dream one day at a time. And that is the message of my heart for today. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, Please take the time to go to the website, thetorchreport.com. Find the little heart, click the heart, and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with someone, you can share it with anyone. You can share it with everyone you know. Get out there and make the most of this terrific Tuesday. 
and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.